What's up, Braves Nation? This is the Eco Braves Podcast, Eco Sports Network. I am your host, John McKay, and I have one of my best friends in the world, the lovely Jeremy Bell. Jeremy, how's it going? Uh, it's a wonderful day, John. 14 in a row and looking for some more. The Cubs this weekend and uh, in good old Wrigley Field. So hopefully some more wins are on the horizon. So I think the Braves have finally got hotter than the temperatures. Would you agree? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I would have to say uh, they have certainly heated it up. Uh, yes, I, I could agree with you. They're, they're hotter than the temperature are right now. And, and that's good. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, we, of course, we've all been ready. We've all been waiting for this to, to come. And it's, it's finally uh, made its way here into June in these, uh, you know, hot days. And uh, the ball's certainly uh, traveling out. But, boy, oh, boy, they have definitely been still on a roll. And uh, it's not a broken record. You're not listening to an old podcast that's talking about them still winning. They are still winning, by the yes, way. Yes, they are. Uh, and and it is it is 14 in a row. So yeah, they're hot. You know the Phillies right there too. You know have done well too. So you know it's uh, interesting in a division where uh, it's already tough enough, and your team right behind you is right there hot as well. I can't remember if I said this on the last podcast, uh, looking back to Tuesday, but did I say that uh, the this was the first time since. Oh, yeah, I did say this. The Reds and the Pirates uh, were the last two teams in the same division to go on a nine-game winning streak. Right, yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, it, it's it's good stuff. You know, I look back in, in my history uh, with the Atlanta, you know, I, can, I can't I can go – I can't remember 14. I, you know, I can go 13. I believe we opened up in 82 with a 13-game winning streak, uh, which was great. Um, and ended up winning the division that year before losing to the Brewers uh, in the champion, or no, excuse me, before losing to the Cardinals uh, in, before going to the World Series. So, um, you know, that's what I can remember. 14, that's tough uh, to go back on. But let me tell you what, it has been one that is, uh, you know, unbelievable just from the standpoint of, well, we didn't score your runs in the first inning, you know, uh, <laughs> but then we, we may score five in the second inning, you know, right. or, or whatever, and and you know, and, and to the pitching staff too. Uh, it's certainly a big pickup from the pitch to the pitching staff as well to know that my guys are going to go out there and give me runs. Right. Uh, they're going to give me uh, three or four or five runs to work with. I got to go out and do my job. Now that's been a little questionable, but for the most part, it's been pretty good, and the bullpen has been you know the same way. So, uh, but everybody seems to be hitting the ball right now, John and. And once again, that bottom of the lineup, uh, boy, uh, they talked about it the other night. And, and, you know, you have to worry about the seven, eight, nine hitters. And, and even with Ozzy being out, uh, you know, um, Arceus filled in well in that eight spot with Duvall moving up to seven. But you got Duvall, you got Arcea and Harris. And, man, those guys are just killing the ball as well. Everybody's just really just hitting the ball absolutely they are, well. They are, um, except for Acuna, he had one hit in this series but that's gonna happen well yeah you know he had uh he, he gotten that average up there above 300 anyway to believe it but to, to um you know to, I, I i couldn't believe that it was even at 300 um and and i so you're you're thinking he's more maybe 280 uh 270 280 hitter uh, although he's a really good hitter but above 300 and he was just getting singles you know he'd get a double or he'd get a home run occasionally so uh, I don't know if something's up, 
but it doesn't matter right now because we don't need Ronald to hit the ball because everybody right. else is hitting the ball. Uh, I mean, again, that lower part of the order, even if you go back to the game uh, we played on, uh, was it Tuesday night? Yeah, you look at the lower part of the order, starting with Darno, who's that fifth guy, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth. Uh, they all had three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten hits Oof. in five, ten. 14, 18, 22. 10 of 22 is what they were. That's pretty okay? good. That's pretty good. And you're looking at homers in there. You're looking at, you know, all sorts of things. So, uh, Darno with three hits and Harris with three hits. That was the front and back end of that fifth through nine. So, pretty good stuff uh, was what happened. So, really, right now, we don't need Ronald. We just need Ronald to do what he normally does, and that's play good defense. Exactly. Um, going back to the streak. So, I believe they had a third game. They had – 13 13 game winning streak in 2013. Yes. Um a similar streak in the early 2000s, I can't remember exactly. 2001 uh, uh something like that in that yeah. time frame. Yeah. And then the longest one is 17 games in 19 or 1897 with the Boston Bean Eaters. Now these wow. are, these two streaks in the uh 1891 and 1890 I'm going off of Braves Radio Network by the way. Thank you, Jeff. Sure. Uh, yeah. Benning, sure. Um, uh, so they won one. They won one game, then tied another game, and then won seventeen straight. So right. they count that. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. The longest streak was by the Guardians or the Indians. You know. Yes. Thank at, you. <laughs> yes. At, yes. Uh, Twenty-two games. So. Wow. Well, you know, and, and I, you know, we go back when, let's go back when this streak started. Okay. Mm-hmm. When they were really kind of just stumbling around, they would win a game, maybe lose a couple, come back, maybe win. They had not won three games in a row, John. Right. Um, they were uh, one of few teams that had not won three in a row, uh, but they had not lost, lost three in a row. Right. Uh, which, which was great. So let's go back when this thing started. Um, we won two extra inning games. Exactly. We had not won any any extra inning games all year, and they won two of them, mm-hmm. uh, one of which where they scored an exorbitant amount of runs in those extra innings. Uh, you know, and, and a lot of that came with two outs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, that's strange. You know, you, you win two extra inning games, you win three in a row, now you've won 14 in a row, and we haven't played an extra inning game, by the way, since early on in that streak. But, I mean, just look at that. I mean, that's – that's just how this thing got started. I hadn't won an extra inning game all year. I'm not sure when you go back the last time we won an extra inning game. Right. Uh, you'd have to we go back into – yeah, you have to go way back into last year. Uh, so, you know, it's it's just – it's an odd streak, but it's it's one that is great. Got the baseball world talking about it. Some, you know, thinking they're looking more like, uh, you know, what they were last year, but we're still early. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and right now it's – you know, we were able to gain – um, another, well, I say half a game because the Mets ended up winning uh, on uh, Thursday night and the Braves didn't play. Uh, so we ended up gaining the game Wednesday on the Mets, which got us to four. And then with the Mets on Thursday winning, uh, put us back to four and a half. But four and a half, okay, four and a half games out now. And that's starting to put a little bit more pressure on the Mets. Uh, the Mets, I think, on uh, Thursday night may have lost another pitcher who went out with shoulder tightness. Uh, so that's, you know, that's going to be three of their starters, the McGill kid, I believe is who it was, the, you know, three of their starters that are out now, granted a couple, they may come back. Uh, right. so 
you're going to see them be as strong as ever. But uh, they're certainly capitalizing right now on kind of some of the Mets' misfortune. Now, that being said, we know also that the Giants and the Dodgers are going to be coming back to town. Uh, and so the, the, the teams that we play are certainly going to get better. But through that stretch of teams under 500, we have certainly performed a whole lot better than what we were previous in the previous year. Um, as they stand right now, like you said, they're four and a half back. Yes. Please. Uh, just... Phillies are eight and a half back. Um. Are you there? There we go. Did I lose? Yeah, you there? Hey. No, I'm uh, technology. You gotta you love there? it, right? I'm here. Yeah, you there? Exactly. Um. Yep. You, <laughs> we're good. <laughs> okay. Jeez. Yeah, the Phillies. The I'm Phillies are eight and a half now. You'll mess it up. Okay. Right. Yeah, I'll mess yeah. the recording. I think, up, so. Yeah, I think the Phillies are eight and a half, nine, eight and a half, nine out. Yeah. Okay. Put a, you know, the one, the one thing we've been able to do is put a little bit of distance between us and the Phillies, you know, because there for a while it was just one or two games, uh, right. but now we've been able to put a little bit of distance in between us and the Phillies, which is a a much better thing, much better thing. Yeah. Right. Um. So, let's see. Spencer or uh, Max Freed pitched. We only got two games to review because yeah, we do. And yeah, um, we had a day off on Thursday. Who did, right. right. Yep. <laughs> Max Freed pitched, and he got into a little trouble, but overall, I think he pitched really well on Tuesday. He, he, yeah, he did. He did get into some trouble. Um, he just didn't look. Look, let's face it. Max Fried has looked good all year, okay. And if and if and if I could struggle like Max Fried and you know still almost pitch six innings, you know that's a good struggle. Mm-hmm. Uh, just think if he hadn't struggled, what he had done, he probably would have pitched nine innings. Right. Um, but he did. He struggled. It seemed a little struggle with control. Um, you know, um, at, at times the fastball was was out. At times that off speed pitch wasn't working. But he still struggled a little bit with control. You know, fortunately enough. We were able to get runs. You know, I only walked one person, mm-hmm. uh, which was pretty good, uh, I think. And and then the bullpen came in and finished it off. Darren O'Day pitched that uh, third of an inning uh, there to finish up Max to get him through the sixth. And then Jackson Stevens came in, and something you don't see a whole lot of, he got a three innings and got a save out of it, I believe, because a three innings is a save. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he gets the save, pitches the rest of the three uh, three innings, and did great, one hit, one strikeout. Uh, can't complain about that, you know. Uh, but uh, but yeah, Max Max just didn't look like himself, and and that should be scary for the next team he has to face, uh, which will be next week. Which we'll talk about that next week. But that should be a little scary for the team he has to face next week because he's not going uh, this weekend against the Cubs um, uh, because it'll be Morton Wright and Anderson going uh, against the Cubs. So right. uh, Max will pitch next week, which is fine. Uh, yeah. That's all still still good. So. But, yeah, struggled. He still pitched five and two-thirds. Uh, yeah, he did give up four earned runs. I get that. Mm-hmm. I understand. But, uh, you know, the Nationals aren't going to go away lightly. No. Uh, they've still got some good hitters on their team. 
Um, it's just, you know, they have really struggled and, and they're really down and down in the dumps right now. And, and the same thing with the Cubs coming in, you know, I think the Cubs have lost 10 in a row, so they've been really struggling uh, as well. So, uh, but uh, you know, no team's going to go away lightly. You're going to have to win every game. I mean, right. they're not, Oh, the Braves come in with a 14 game winning streak. Oh no, we're in trouble. No, they're going to still play. You know, they don't play them on paper. They play them out on the field. Right. <laughs> um, the Braves exploded for 10 runs in this game. Um, what did you think of that? I thought it was great. You know, they got one in the first. They got one in the second. They got five in the third. I just kept thinking, hey, if we just keep scoring one run each inning, you know, we'll be good. Um, but uh, five in the third, then two in the sixth, and one in the ninth. Uh, again, 10 hits, 10 runs, 13 hits. Mm-hmm. And if you look, as I mentioned, five, six, seven, eight, nine hitters, all were 10 of 22, but that upper part of the lineup, uh, was not. They were only two. Uh, let me see if I can do this real quick at four eight twelve. Two of seventeen. Mm-hmm. Okay, but looking back at that, uh, let's look at the runs. Uh, Dansby Batten second scored a run. Austin Riley scored a run, and so did Matt Olson scored a run. Okay, uh, Dansby again continuing his hot hitting uh, in Nationals Park, especially. Uh, <laughs> he was on base with a walk too, but also got on. I believe got a homer in that game. Um, but, so. uh, but he's continuing his hot hand. Uh, so look, you know, you, you always think that the top of the order is going to be the order that's just going to beat you. Mm-hmm. Well, no, it's not. Look at who's batting in the bottom of the order. Darno, Ozuna, Duvall, Arcia, and Harris. Right. And all those guys are starting to, to heat it up. And lo and behold, you know, they go 10 of 22 and, you know, look at what you get. You get 10 runs out of it. So, pretty yeah. good stuff. You know, Darnell had, three, Darnell had three RBIs. Arcia had two RBIs. Harris had two RBIs. And Ozuna had an RBI. So, the bottom part of the order is where the runs were knocked in. I know Monday night they uh, – uh, I can't remember who went back-to-back. But, again, in this game, I believe somebody else went back-to-back. And that was the third yep. straight game with back-to-back home runs by somebody. I believe it was Darnell, Darnell and Ozuna went back-to-back. Okay. Um yeah, because Darno got the uh, got got a homer, and then Ozuna, I believe, was the other one who got another. They got another homer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was Darno and Ozuna. Yeah, back to back. I think both nights had back to back, if I recall. Tuesday, Tuesday night, Wednesday night had back to backs. So, uh, I think. Yeah, well, you know, all these games run together. Um, <laughs> I I was watching. I got the chance to watch Tuesday night's game, uh, Wednesday night, um, in in at church, and so I. Uh, as soon as I got out, started keeping up with it on on the app until I got home. And I got home, and started watching. I believe that's where they they started uh, tearing things up uh, as far as the scoring goes. So they were just so, they yeah. were just waiting on you to get home. I think so. That's good. I'm glad. I always like that. You know, it's always <laughs> fun. You know, my son and I were. Uh, my wife had gone on to bed because um, she works for the she works for Murray State University, and they were having a summer orientation, and so she had to be there at six o'clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Thursday morning, and so she went on to bed. So my son and I were in there talking, having a good time. And I, I, I said we shouldn't be watching this game in the middle room. We should go in the front room to where we'd get away from to where she could go to sleep, and, mm-hmm. and we wouldn't be loud. We tend to get a little loud when we're together. Nice. So, uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, we were hooping and hollering, you know, when they 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 were getting all the hits and stuff. But but anyway, it's it's good stuff. I, I love it. Uh, it's you know, it's it's fun, and uh, I hope we can keep it going. But I but but when but Tuesday night again, uh, another great game, another run, good run scoring. You know they may go through a drought where they don't score any runs. Mm-hmm. I get that, 
but I, I don't know. Right now, it's just, you know, it doesn't matter what you pitch or who you pitch. Uh, and, you know, they always used to say good, good pitching is going to beat good hitting, and right. maybe we haven't run into good pitching. Uh, because if you look at all the guys that we face, they haven't really been that great. Um, and again, again, this weekend series with the Cubs, you know, you're not facing the greatest of pitchers. Although uh, Friday afternoon's games, Keegan Thompson is six and two, probably one of the better pitchers. Uh, so we'll see how the Braves do. But at this point, with the ball flying out like it is now, you know, going to Wrigley Field, it's probably going to fly out even more. Um, shameless plug, go racers, by the way. <laughs> Not definitely not a shameless plug for me. You know that absolutely. <laughs> me either. <laughs> if if anybody looks at my Twitter feed, they'll understand that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right. That's um, right. So, who would who would you say stood out to you in this game? I mean, there's plenty of choices. Yeah. Well, the two guys that I think definitely are Darno and Harris. Um, Harris is. I mean. I, I love to watch, you know, they, they're not shifting on Dansby anymore. Uh, and I think the reason that Dansby has gotten himself in that higher average is because he's hitting the ball the other way. Uh, he's not striking out as much, and that's good. And I think Austin Riley, um, same way. He's, you know, got the power, but he also has learned to hit the ball the other way. Well, I would say – that they would be absolutely stupid if they continue to shift against Michael Harris. <laughs> uh, because it seems to me like he can hit, he hits the ball the other way. Mm-hmm. His homers have been the other way. Okay. Mm-hmm. And when the ball's thrown on the outside, he just reaches out there and hits it the other way. Mm-hmm. And so I don't understand why they are shifting still on him. And I, I wonder if that's going to change. Although if you ask Michael Harris, He's probably saying, you guys just go ahead and keep doing that. Yeah, keep doing that. I'm just going to hit it. I'm just going to hit it because if you look at his average, the way it has climbed during this 14-game winning streak, it has climbed quickly up to that 300 mark because he, you know, at one point you're looking at, oh, no, is he going to struggle and have to be sent back down? You know, he's hitting under 200, and then all of a sudden it's just like, oh, I got this. And now he's hitting almost 300, okay? And he is absolutely killing the ball, plus playing great defense. So if I had two guys, I'd go two guys. Darno had three RBIs. Harris had two RBIs, but had three hits. And Darno had three hits. Darno scored three times. Harris scored once. So if I was looking, I would say that. But you know that bottom of the order's got a lot of guys. Arcia had a couple of hits. Ozuna had a couple of hits. So, but th- that'd be my two guys that stood out in that game. Was it this game that Arcia made the – he bobbled it at second base, trying to go to first, and then threw it was the win- It was Wednesday's. Okay. Wednesday's game. Yeah. And, okay, and we'll Yeah, we'll get to that. So, yeah. But, but again, you know, this is what the Braves and, – and this is what Alex Antopoulos has done. Okay. So, he's got a guy on the bench named Orlando Arcia who could play every day with somebody else. Right. And so, he's hanging on to him. He hadn't played in several days. Uh, he, he'd really done well in the beginning of the year, uh, you know, a guy that could DH or whatever. And all of a sudden, Ozzy gets hurt and going to be out for probably eight weeks. He's had successful surgery, going to mm-hmm. be out for eight weeks. And all, all of a sudden, this guy comes in. And what does he do when Tuesday night? He's hitting the ball. Uh, oh, yeah. and, and we'll get a little bit more. And he's playing great defense. So, I mean, you can't ask for any better than that. And if you look down the line at the trade deadline that's coming up, 
you know, if you were to ask Alex Anthopoulos, well, what do you need to do at the trade deadline? Well, let me think about that for just a second. Let's see. I'm going to get Ozzie Albies back. Wow. That's pretty good. I'm going to eventually get Mike Soroka back. And uh, Kirby Yates, I'm going to get him back. Wow, I got a bullpen guy that's a former closer that I could use. I got a starter that I could use. And I got a second base guy that I could use. Mm-hmm. Do you need to go out and get anybody? I don't think no. so. No, I don't think so. I don't think we need to, you know, mortgage the farm and, and uh, go out and get anybody because we got them all already. And and, and look at this, too. Matzik's going to be back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Colin McHugh's on the, on the injured list right now because I believe COVID – uh, he's going to be back. Uh, you know, you got a guy like Jesus Cruz who's pitching very well. So do you really need to go out and get anybody? You got everybody you need right there. And you I still, think. and you still have Kyle, Kyle Muller and Tucker Davidson down at Gwinnett. Yeah. Uh, yes, absolutely. Who can, who can come up and get some spot starts if need be. Um, I mean, Elder too, I forget. yeah, Bryce Elder. So, I mean, you got, you got guys that have already had, some type of major league experience right there waiting in the wings. So why would you need to do that? And and if you want a bat, if Drew Waters can get healthy, um, you know, you might bring him up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so why, I don't think you need to go out and get anybody. I hope they stand pat because I don't think they, they need to because you're going to be getting these guys back. You know, the, the, the Warriors, you know, winning the NBA championship, which I'm disappointed in, by the way. Um, but But they had a couple guys that were out. Uh, and, and didn't play, um, you know, uh, so it, it's like next year, they're just going to fill back in with those guys. Why do they need to go out and get anybody? Uh, but, but anyway, I think, I think we set ourselves up well, but again, we score runs, we win games. That's how it works. Right? Mm. I agree. I agree. Um, so the Braves end up winning 10 to four. Um, Another, I saw a stat the other day that uh, before they went on the stri- winning streak, they were stri- the Braves were striking out ten, at least ten times a game. Right, they cut down a lot. Uh, yes, um, and again, I think that could have a lot to do um, just with the uh, the the mindset. You got a guy like Jason Swanson who's all of a sudden he's cut down on his strikeouts because he's hitting the ball the other way. Mm-hmm. And he's not trying to pull the ball to where every time he's trying to pull it, he strikes out uh, because he's so adamant about pulling the ball that he pulls off the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, you got a guy like Michael Harris who's stepping in and who's hitting the ball the other way. Austin Riley doing the same thing. A guy like Ozuna is finally getting those, those hips moving to where he is uh, hitting the ball uh, exceptionally well. So I, you know, and Darno's doing the same thing, but but Darno can hit the ball the other way if need be. And I think it's just that mindset. Uh, you got to go up there, and as they all the old adage, you go with where it's pitched. Mm-hmm. And if it's pitched to the outside, a guy like Michael Harris is going to thrive on that. He's going to hit the ball the other way. Uh, it's going to get him a single or something like that. You know, and I think that's where some guys like Ozzy, I think, can hit over 300 every single year because they play him to pull every time. And, and he could hit the ball down the third baseline and probably get a double out of right. it every time. Just take the slap hitting like the softball does, and mm. he could get a double because the guy who's playing short stop is where they would have to run an extra mile just to get there. And with Ozzy's speed, if he hit it hard enough down the line, he probably could have a triple because who's covering third? The probably. guy going to get the ball, you know? So – 
anyway, it's just a mindset. But they have, they have, and and when that was mentioned about Dansby, how he cut down on strikeouts, he has ex- cut down extremely on strikeouts, and mm-hmm. that has helped. And that is why we've gone on this winning streak because we are putting the ball in play, we are hitting the ball, and we are hitting it where they're not. So moving on to Wednesday, the Braves end up winning eight to two, but it didn't look that way for a long time. They exploded yeah. for runs in the seventh and eighth inning to make it the eight to two score. Spencer Strider again pitched amazing. I know he had eleven strikeouts. Uh, he did two runs on one hit. That sounds yeah, weird, but yeah, <laughs> but I'm impressed with his eleven strikeouts. Uh, absolutely, you know he walked two guys, um, and and then so so what I was looking at before uh, what I what I would see in anything was um, how many innings did he pitch, uh, how many how many pitches did he go. And you know we've talked about it over the years about how, or over the uh, over the course of this podcast about how I wanted to see Spencer Strider uh, pick up his um, in, pick up his pitches mm-hmm. uh, and go from you know he was at about seventy, went to seventy five, got to eighty, eighty five, he got to hundred, and he still looked pretty good. He struck out Nelson Cruz there for the last guy he faced, mm-hmm. uh, trying to get out of the sixth inning. Struck out Nelson Cruz and he still was throwing in the upper ninety. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. You know, I, I want to see that guy. If that guy can get me to sixth inning going the way he does, wow. You know, that just gives that fifth starter a little better um, advantage. Right. Uh, to And especially sticking around. So, he was very impressive. He's gone from, you know, maybe four innings now up to almost six innings. And that's really, really good. That's what I want to see out of that fifth starter who could potentially be maybe the fourth starter. Uh, if you're looking at things, if Ian Anderson struggles a little bit, you move Ian back. But right now, uh, you know, Snit's going with five guys regardless if they get a day off or not. And I think that's a great move. Mm-hmm. I think that just gives everybody a chance. You, you you may not tax your guys at the end of the year because you're giving them an extra break in between there. And I right. think that's a great idea going with five. And that way when we get to the playoffs or the World Series, we don't have to have a bullpen game anymore. Hey, can you imagine now if we had a bullpen game? Spencer Strider. That's our bullpen guy, right? <laughs> I mean, bullpen game. Yeah, the Braves are going with a bullpen game today, and their bullpen guy just pitched six innings. Woo, yep. yeah. We're good. That will be great. We're I, yeah, we're good. We're good. Uh, what can your guy do? Two, maybe? <laughs> so, we only have to pitch three guys. You guys have to pitch six. We're good, you know. So, anyway, but a very impressive game. I love it. You know, Chavez came in, still pitched well, uh, did walk a guy, struggled in the one inning, but came back in the um, – you know, to finish up an inning, but then came back in that next inning and pitched really well, and then yeah. Mentor and Cruz finished it out. So, uh, yeah, good good stuff from the bullpen. But, again, they did. They, You know, it, it was one of those where I think they did wait till I got home, uh, which was good, <laughs> uh, because they only scored one run in the second inning and then scored two in the fourth, uh, two in the seventh, three in the third uh, to uh, end up winning the game eight to two. They did commit three errors in the game, which was kind of odd. Uh, huh. you, you know, you rarely you rarely see that from this team, but it didn't hurt them, and uh, that's that's what counts. It did not hurt them, uh, and you know they moved to ten games over five hundred, uh, which we were just hoping they would get back to five hundred. Yep, we in, were. in this streak in this streak has all of a sudden pushed them to ten games over five hundred. Um, a couple of things that stood out to me: um, Austin Riley hits a two-run shot in the seventh. Yep, and it hits another two-run shot in the eighth. Yeah, he he wasn't very good in that game, was he? No, I'm no. kidding. 
three three for five with four RBIs in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Dansby and and, and Austin Riley uh, on the night uh, they were five of nine uh, with four RBIs and then uh, three three runs. So Dansby mm-hmm. had a couple of hits. Uh, everybody in the hit parade except Duvall and Acuna. Okay. Yep. Uh, but uh, again, it's okay. Uh, and, and Ronald was 0 for 6, unfortunately. <laughs> so Dansby Street did end, though. I don't, he didn't hit a home run on, I believe, on, on uh, Wednesday night. He'd had like several games in a row where he had a home run at Nationals Park. I think it's five uh, so, in a row. Yeah, so that streak ended, but he still got a hit. He got two of them. But Arcia had four down at the bottom of the, of the order. You know, the eight, nine guys, if you look at this order, if the eight, nine guys, look at these stats. Arcia bat ninth and Harris bat ninth. They were six for eight. Okay, mm-hmm. they and they had each. They had two runs. They had two walks and four RBIs in the eight and nine spot. That's six for eight. How do you pitch to that? You how do don't. You, and you don't. And Arcia had a homer himself. I mean, how do you pitch to that? You don't. You can't. You know, even Duvall's down there. Contreras got in the game. You know, he was one of five. Mm-hmm. And Ozuna was one of one of three with with a couple of runs and a couple of walks, which is unusual for Ozuna to get walks. So I mean, it's just that lineup, and you know, where do you want to? Where's the weakest spot in the lineup? Uh, let me think about that for just a second. There's not one. There's not one. There's really. not one. Even with Contreras coming in, and he's been hotter than ever. And uh, and Darno, you know, they're playing two games, two games on, two games off. You know, and, and but they've been as hot as ever. Right. So, anyway, where's the weak point? There's not one. There's not one, really. Um, yeah. Another thing that stood up to me was, like we mentioned it earlier, the bobble at second base by uh, <laughs> Arcia. Then yeah. Then Robles uh, off the yeah. bag and gets him out at second base. That was yeah. smart, heads yeah. up, impressive. It was. You know, two things. One, okay, so if you're – I was always taught as a base runner – you got to know the situation. Mm-hmm. You got to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a ball hit like that, um, even though you think, well, he's going to throw him out at first base, you still have to do your job and make sure that you don't get out at second right. base. Right. And that's what happened in a great play by Arcia, just a heads up play. And Robles just looked like he lollygagged, basically, because he thought, I guess, that. RC was going to get him out at first base. You never know what's going to happen in a game. No. And and again, if if Robles had rounded the bag and kept going to third, and Arcia throws him out at third, then Robles just broke the golden rule of baseball, and that is you never make the first or third out at third. Right. Uh, and he just broke that rule altogether. Uh, so I don't know what he was doing. Lollygagging is what uh, I thought. That's a little league play, by the way. That's that little leaguers get out from that and most of the time they don't ever let that happen again uh you know they learn from that so but major leaguers get out major leaguers make mistakes i get it and that was a huge one even though we we had a but i think it just shows that how everything is going so right for right. the for the braves right now with everything yes arcia bobbled it boy that would have been a bang bang play though at first base to begin with mm-hmm. um but he wisely you know said you know guess i'm 
I'm going to hang on to it. Great. Not going to make a bad throw to first base. And then all of a sudden I'm going to look at second and see what's going on there because Dansby's right there and I'm going to throw him out at second base. So great play, bang, bang play. And, uh, you know, Robles, you just, you know, the, the struggles continue for Victor Robles, by the way. Well, uh, and generally, he has struggled. And generally, he's a good player. He's a smart player. He is a, a good player. player. Yeah, he is a good player. I, I, I think, you know, from a, a trade deadline standpoint, that's a guy you could pick up, I think, that could, could, could add something to your to your baseball team. And mm-hmm. maybe it's another a fresh start for Victor Robles right. uh, somewhere else. Um, so who knows? Uh, the Nationals don't have a whole lot of guys that they're willing to get rid of. And I say Juan Cruz, they're not willing to get rid of him right now. Uh, so Robles may be the next guy, but I don't see with the team the way they're going. I just don't – of course, they're the shell of what they were uh, yes. when they won the World Series back in, what, uh, 19? Uh, they're a shell. You know, no right. Rendon, no Scherzer, uh, you know, of course, no, uh, what, Zimmerman. Uh, you know, there are a lot of guys that aren't on that team anymore. Uh, and, and, it's, and, and if I'm Juan Cruz, I don't know that I want to stay there uh, if they're not willing to put – you know, money in, but they do have some pretty good players, but, but boy, it is a, it's a massive struggle right now for the nationals and they're, they're, they're headed down instead of up. Um, You're speaking of Juan Soto. Uh, he didn't play the last two games of the series. Do you know what's he up? He did with not. He, um, I, I think, was it a quad hammy, something tightness oh. or something and, and uh, didn't play. So, I mean, he did he wasn't even available to, you know, if they needed a, a pinch hitter, in a in a tight spot, he wasn't even available. You know, remember, that's who that's who everybody's that's who everybody's coming to see is Juan Soto. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much nobody else. If he doesn't play, you know, they're not going to have a whole lot of people there. He slipped in the dugout and banged his knee on the bench. That's what it was. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And so, uh, you know, and again, that's a guy that with the team the way they're playing, you don't stick him out there and, and he get hurt more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you need that guy to bring in ticket sales and stuff like that. So, you know, that, it's just one of those where um, that, and that may bother him the rest of the year. Who knows? Um, but set him out uh, and then, you know, see where you go from there. But they're, they're really, really struggling right now. They're, they're not good. They're headed downward uh, and in a division where uh, all the teams are playing very well. It mm-hmm. magnifies the fact that they're not playing well. You know, the Marlins are playing well. The Phillies are playing well. The Braves, of course, with their 14-game winning streak, and then the Mets. So, I mean, you got four teams in the division. It's just hard right now for the Nationals to do anything other than get the bad press of going backwards. Right. Um, and then they just got even more worse news with Street, uh, Steven Strasburg thinking he has – or they're – thinking he has the same injury as what put him out last time. Is it thoracic outlet syndrome? Is yeah. That what it's yeah. Yes. And, you know, again, we want to think of these hard-throwing pitchers. You know, Strasburg came into the league, um, and if, if you remember, he was on a like an, an innings watch. So mm-hmm. he had a certain number of innings that he was going to pitch. Uh, you know, they of course, they made the playoffs, and I don't think he pitched in the playoffs. And they were, you know, wondering. And then – He's already been out, I think, with Tommy John. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been out with several injuries. And, you know, I, I just don't know that that's a guy that you're going to be able to count on uh, from, from year to year. You know, the, the Cubs, since we're talking about Chicago, we're going to get to them in a minute. You know, the Cubs a few years ago had Kerry Wood and Mark Pryor. Those guys <laughs> were supposed to be 
the the duo that was going to get the Cubs back to prominence. Mm-hmm. And I bet Kerry uh, Wood had arm problems and eventually went to a closer. Mark Pryor had one good year and then had arm problems and is now the pitching coach for the Padres, I believe, or somebody. Oh. The Dodgers. I'm sorry, the Dodgers. Oh. Um, so, so I mean, they they never really amounted to anything. The Mets have gone through that too. They've had some guys, and even if you look, you know, Degrom and Syndergaard were supposed to be their next coming uh, of of a of a pitching duo, and Syndergaard's now pitching for the Angels and and not having a bad year. The mm-hmm. Mets would certainly welcome Noah Syndergaard back because they need the pitchers. But Degrom's out. You know, they signed Scherzer to a a three gajillion billion dollar deal. Um, and why, I don't know. And he's on the DL as well. So, you know, it's, you know, it just gets worse uh, at times. You know, that's the thing about the Braves. You know, they've been very fortunate. Soroka has been probably the, the biggest pitching injury for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, even when the Braves had uh, Smoltz, Glavick, Glavin and Maddox, those guys rarely saw any time on the injured list. Um, and, and I guess basically Smoltz was the hardest throwing guy. He had the Tommy John surgery, but Madison Glavin didn't throw the ball that hard. And, you know, they, maybe they didn't tax their arms as much and they pitched more innings, uh, and pitches probably than anybody ever would in a career, um, in a very short career, you know, they pitched a lot. So uh, I, I feel sorry for Strasburg. He was a guy that came in and he was supposed to be the next great thing. And he just hadn't turned out that way. And it's just been because of injuries. I think they rushed him to the majors too quick. Well, and and that is a and that's a good point. I think they rushed him to the majors, not wanting to rush him to the majors, Mm -hmm. Um, because you know they they had him on an innings count innings count there his first year, uh, and I I can't remember how many it was, maybe in one sixty, one seventy, somewhere in there. And of course, he didn't Mm -hmm. pitch in the playoffs, and there were a lot of people that were mad. He was ready to go. He wanted to pitch, Um, and and you know I think maybe they did rush him uh, too much, trying not to rush him. And maybe they 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 didn't build up that stamina enough like they're trying to do with Spencer Strider, who throws the ball very hard. Right. You know, they're trying to work him um, each and every game, trying to go a little bit further, and 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 it, it's working out now. But at Strasburg, they just you know, if I can pitch nine innings, let's go. I'm going to pitch nine innings. Right. Care how many pitches I throw, and it, and maybe it doesn't work that way. Especially it didn't work that way for him. Oh, well, you mentioned Strider. I I listened to. Uh, and I'll definitely pub this podcast. Uh, the seven fifty five seven fifty five is real with David O'Brien I, and Eric O'Flaherty. I love yeah. that. I love listening yeah. to it because they break the statistics down so well. They break the players, sure. and I I love listening to that. <coughs> um, yeah, sure. Uh, but Dave was talking about Spencer Schroeder and his diet is so intact. His the way he goes about <laughs> working out is so just yeah. dead on. The way yeah. he trains and just he goes about you know, pitching the right way and impressively. So that's, I think right. that's going to help him stay, stay healthy the way he is. Well, look at, um, you know, look what Tom Brady has done, you know, that TB 12 mm-hmm. and he's a quarterback. Uh, I don't know that you will ever see another quarterback go into his forties um, <laughs> and, and be able to play like he has. Uh, does he have many years left? Uh, no, I don't think so. And I think he's even admitted that he doesn't have very many years left. Mm-hmm. But he's in shape. Uh, he eats well. Uh, you know, uh, something that maybe um, that guy for the Pelicans named Zion Williamson, who has not performed like he thought he would, and that guy named John Moran in Memphis, who 
you didn't get chosen first. <clears throat> no plugs there, by the way. Shameless plugs. Um, you know, um, you know, maybe Zion Williamson needs to go on something like that uh, to be able to get himself back in shape uh, and and work. But I think that's what Tom Brady has done over the years. He's stayed in shape. Mm-hmm. He's ate well. Uh, he, you know, is not going to do anything that is bad on his body or anything. He's got a personal trainer, which a lot of these guys do already to begin with. Mm-hmm. Stay in shape year round and. And that's why he's been able to play as long as he had it. If Strider's doing the same thing, you would expect that to be, you know, uh, the, the same way. He looks like he's got a rubber arm, man. He just walks off and it's just like, hey, you know, do you need me to pitch another 100? I'm okay with that. But right now we just need him to keep going the way he is, and that is keep heading his way up in the rotation and, and uh, keep throwing the ball like he does. I feel like we're getting back to the 90s with – the way the pitchers are for the Braves, you always you always knew that the Braves were going to throw out their pit, throw out their great pitchers. Oh, absolutely! Uh, you know, in that that stretch that you're talking about, you know, '91, even '92, going to you know the World Series year in '95, when it was Glavin, Maddox, and Smoltz, mm-hmm. and then you throw a guy like Charlie Liebrand in there. He was the fourth guy for a couple years. Um, you know, the Braves back in the early '90s had a guy by the name of Steve Avery mm-hmm. who was the next – they were saying, you know, maybe the next Steve Carlton being a lefty. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he had a couple of good years, uh, but he fell off the face of the earth after that, and he fell flat. And you mm-hmm. never heard anything from him after that. <coughs> Excuse me. And, and so they've always had the great pitchers, but I think that's in part due to scouting. Now, John Smoltz didn't come up in the farm system. Uh, if you remember, back in the early 90s, and I believe it was 1988, 89, somewhere in there, In in 88, I believe, Tom Glavin lost 20 games that year, okay? Mm -hmm. I was there. I I saw Tom Glavin pitch that year uh, because, again, we would always go to games in old Fulton County Stadium. Mm -hmm. So I saw Tom Glavin pitch and saw him lose, you know, a game. You know, he loses 20 games, but what does he end up doing for his career? Oh, wait, he's a Hall of Famer. Right. And and then you go back to Smoltz. Smoltz was picked up in a deal because the Braves had a guy by the name of Doyle Alexander. Um, and okay. they traded Doyle Alexander to the Tigers, who were trying to make a World Series run that year. And John Smoltz was included in that deal. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, uh, you know, John Smoltz comes up and 91 on, he, other than his arm problems and him going to be a closer and then coming back to starting, you know, John Smoltz had a great career, but he was included in a trade uh, with somebody. But Again, they were always able to put three guys out there that could that could wow you and that could win you games. And that's exactly what you need come playoff times. You need about three guys out there. Well, the Braves, fortunately, have five guys that I can throw out there. And, and now to the point where we don't have to worry about the bullpen game mm. uh, like we did the last few years in the playoffs. Mm. No way. Now all we got to do is, you know, you lead off with Max Freed, uh, you go with Charlie Morton, you go with Kyle Wright, you go with Ian Anderson, you go with Spencer Strider. Spencer Strider's our bullpen guy if we need him. Yep. You know, I mean, that's just the, the way it is. If you have to move him to the bullpen, okay, great. What's he going to give me, three, four innings? That's fabulous. <laughs> I'll take it every single time. So, right. so, yeah, you know, you do go back to the 90s when they had a good pitching depth and put these guys up against anybody. I will because they're pretty good right now. Um. Did Greg Maddox, he came from the Cubs, didn't he? We didn't have him. He did. He signed from the Cubs, absolutely. Um, you know, and, and of course, Hall of Fame career. Mm-hmm. But his 
his notoriety came with the Braves. Right. Um, you know, he's always that quirky kind of guy. Him and, you know, they, they all hung out together, him and Maddox. They all played golf together. But if you look in the dugout, you know, Greg Max has those kind of quirky glasses on, you know, kind of looks like a nerd. Mm-hmm. Um, but they ended up, I believe, um, doing a uh, – it was either a Sports Center commercial or something – and Heather Locklear was in the commercial, and, and that's where they came up with the chicks dig the long ball. Uh, was was a Sports Center commercial, if I remember back in the early back in the '90s when those guys all pitched together, and it was great. It was funny, you know. They could make fun. They could make fun of themselves. They could joke and everything. And and I think that's where this 2022 team is as well. Mm-hmm. Is they come into the dugout, they're having a good time. They're watching video of their swings uh, and going, wow, you know, and they're. They're joking around in there, and they're having a good time, making fun of people. And, you know, I, I think that's where that, you know, Snickers allowed them that that rope to be able to uh, have as much as they want to have that fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and it, I believe it was Colorado before this streak started. He went in the dugout, and he said, look, guys, we play – we're better than this. Right. You know, he didn't go in there and yell at them or anything like that. And he just said that. And that's Bobby Cox the same way. Uh, he said, look, we're better than this. And all of a sudden, it's a 14-game winning streak. And, it, and it's fun. And, but they were having fun beforehand. Uh, but, but I think that it just helps when they're loose, and that helps with the, the guy at the top. Brian Snitker's kept them that away. Guys who are having fun are usually going to play better and win better. Absolutely. You know, even Acuna, as, as much as he's struggling at the plate, he's still breaking chains when he's on base. Uh, and he's still – uh, you know, the face of the franchise is Ronald Acuna. I have no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, did did him and Freddie Freeman have a little bit of a rift? I don't know if they did or not. Who knows? I can't – nobody seems to get the story straight. I don't care. Um, you know, he still goes into the dugout. He's still having fun. He may be watching somebody else's swing or watching his own on the, on the, the iPad or whatever, but he's still having fun, and I think that is important, even though he's struggling a little bit, but everybody else is playing well. And right. that's what he's – He's helping out, too. Well, when you're listening to this episode, you're probably after the Cubs game because the Cubs game on Friday starts really early. It starts at 2.20 Eastern time. It does. And one twenty for you. And I I love those games because that means I can work out to them. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the last few games I've worked out to have not been very good uh, because, you know, I go a whole workout and one inning, one half an inning is all that I get to watch. You know, but – I'll I'll be listening I'll be listening definitely listening on the radio uh, while I'm out working watching the app and everything. But you know we talk about the Cubs. The Cubs a ten game losing streak coming in, mm-hmm. um, and so again the Braves setting themselves up for uh, what should be a pretty good weekend. You know Charlie Morton's going to go today, uh, really struggling right now, and that walk ratio has really gone up as well. Uh, but Keegan Thompson today, uh, you got uh, Kyle Wright tomorrow and uh, Steele for the Cubs. And then uh, Ian Anderson against Kyle Hendricks on uh, Sunday afternoon. So some good pitching matchups, but ones the Braves uh, should have the upper hand on. Hendricks is the only one I actually recognize. Yes, Hendricks is the only one I recognize. And that's kind of the oddity about the Cubs is they just don't have uh, – I don't know. You know, they're, they're the shell of a team that they were uh, back in, what, 16 when they won the World <laughs> Series. Uh, they're, they're, they're no – they're just different, and I hate that for David Ross. Oh, well, uh, you know, they, they've kind of gone back to their old ways, and they have guys – they might have one guy that's good and everybody else is just subpar, uh, and that's kind of a shame. 
because the Cubs always that storied franchise, and they get their one World Series, and after that they turn into the Marlins, uh, where they trade everybody off and get rid of everybody because they don't want to pay anybody. Oh, I always love David Ross. That's just yeah. Oh, absolutely. Except when he's right. Yeah, you, and look, if I were to advocate for anybody after Snitker retires, mm-hmm. uh, I would go David Ross. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if Ron Washington doesn't want the job, by the way, right, right, right. So uh, I, I I love Ron Washington. Um, you know, I, I classify Ron as that riverboat gambler at third base. You never know what you're going to get from him. <laughs> um, you know, he threw up a stop sign to Acuna, and Acuna ran through it that day, probably never expecting to get the stop sign. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, I, I would have been going down the line, going, "Why'd you give me the stop sign for? You never giving me the stop sign, you know." <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, if Ron Washington didn't want the job, in which Ronnie's, you know, up there in age as well. But mm-hmm. when Snicker retires, I, 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 could, I could go for David Ross uh, as the manager because I, I think he's a smart guy. Uh, he's not getting a whole lot to work with uh, right. as far as the Cubs go. And, and I, I, could, I could see David Ross being a guy that, that if he gets fired at, from the Cubs managing uh, spot to be a, a, a bench coach. Um, now Walt Weiss may be that guy that may be next in line, and that's yeah, fine too. I'm that. okay with that. But but that. Um, but uh, yeah, David Ross would be a good candidate. Um, like you said, Morton goes today. Um, yes. Hopefully, Morton today at four and three and a five point six seven ERA. He's got to go. Need to be going uh, going down with the ERA. <laughs> that's going down. I think um, he's starting to trend upwards um, in his performance. Yes. Yeah. Um, you got Ian Anderson going on, or Kyle Wright's going on uh, Saturday. That's yeah. Let's go. Let's go. I'm yes. Yes. And then Ian on on Sunday. What I want to see, you know, that <clears throat> Morton and Morton and Ryder have have been strong all year. You know, Morton has, has kind of struggled a little bit, but but that's very um, it's just not typical of Charlie Morton. So to get him back, but Kyle Wright has pitched well. What I want to see from Ian Anderson is I want to see him close out innings. I don't want to see him get into those struggle spots. Uh, like he does in that maybe third or fourth inning or whatever to where all of a sudden, instead of what it looks like he might go seven, he's only going to go five. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to see him close out innings. Uh, you know, I want to see him, uh, you know, almost be like that bulldog and just stop nibbling and just start throwing the ball down the middle or down wherever you want to, except getting no walks, uh, the deep counts. we got to get out of the deep counts. You know, we got to get guys out at 0-1 and 0-2 and get them to, ground out or fly out or strike him out, whatever, keep that pitch count down. That's what I want to see from Ian Anderson uh, over over the weekend. The other two guys, what do you say? They, they pitched well enough for me, to be honest with you, especially that middle guy, Kyle Wright. He's been exceptional. So uh, just uh, give me a, a Ian Anderson to get that one good game out there and get his confidence back. Well, the Contreras brothers will reunite again. I like seeing They that. will. Yeah, they will. They will reunite. That'll be – That'll be fun. And right now, the uh, Braves-Contreras is the better end of the deal. Yes. And, uh, and, it, and it may be for a little while, although, um, you know, Wilson-Contreras, I believe, probably will be on the trading block. Uh, I'm surprised he's still there. And so he may be a guy that's gone. Um, even if you look at Kyle Hendricks uh, with as much, you know, uh, being a veteran, that guy may be gone, too. Um just to kind of shed some more salary, which makes it even sadder that, you know, the team that they are now from what they were. So, but yeah, right now the, uh, our Contreras is better than theirs. Look, I know I mentioned this. I don't know if I mentioned this, but, uh, they do have a prospect at first base. who's pretty good. I'm a little biased on him. 
<laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> he was in the Braves organization. <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, uh, prospects, you know, and, and right now, if I'm the Cubs, you bring them up. Let's see what they got. Cause they're, they're, they're definitely going 10 game losing streak. Uh, you know, combat that with a 14 game win streak from the Braves. So, um, you know, I got to give, uh, you know, again, kudos to the Braves. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, these two teams are trending definitely in opposite directions, but kudos to the Braves because, uh, they are, um, they, they are definitely hitting the ball, and you would expect them to be able to hit the ball at Wrigley, too, as well. The wind's blowing out. You better watch out. So, since they are in Wrigley, I thought it'd be cool to end the podcast on this note. Um, have you been to Wrigley? I know you've been to Milwaukee. Oh, my gosh. Have I not told you the story about Wrigley Field and my wife going to Wrigley Field, and I've never been to Wrigley Field? Oh, no. Do, do tell. Do tell. Oh, oh yes. So... A few years ago, it's been many years ago. It's probably been, I would say it's probably been, trying to look back and see how, of course, my son just turned 18. I'd probably say it's been seven, eight years ago, okay? Uh-huh. Um, she was in Chicago for um, a uh, conference. One year we went with her on a conference uh, because uh, thought it'd be fun. So we spent about two or three days in Chicago, took the train up there. Well, guess what? The Cubs weren't home, okay? Oof. So we couldn't go to a game. So the year that she goes to this conference, we didn't go. Well, mm-hmm. the Cubs were home, okay? And so then she, so I had a council meeting on a, on a Thursday night. And so Thursday afternoon, she texts me and says, uh, we're going to see the Cubs play. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and I, yeah, we're going to Wrigley Field. And then she tells me they're going to see the Cubs and the Cardinals, okay? I've, I'm not a Cardinal fan, but that's the biggest rivalry that there is, mm-hmm. okay? I mean, you're knocked down, drag out, stuff like that. So, yeah, they, went, they got to go see the, the Cubs and the Cardinals. And they had a um, like a benches clearing brawl that night too. Okay? Of course. Uh, so it was yeah that that's my story. So I'm still a little salty about that. And you asked her about it, and she will tell you that I still am that I did not get to go to Wrigley Field to see uh, just to see the Cubs. I don't mind who's playing. I just you know it's historic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know it's kind of like going to Fenway, and I've been to Old Yankee Stadium. Uh, you know that was kind of cool. Uh, so, you know, just to go see some of those historic stadiums and that's it. And as my wife says, well, they sit on top of, of, uh, they sit on top of, uh, buildings out at Wrigley Field. I'm like, yes, that's a tradition. Uh, you know, uh, would, would so you sit anyway. out there? I would. Yeah. I mean, I that's, would. I mean, they, they used to, you know, have some, uh, good shindigs out there. I mean, yeah, it, it's great. I would sit out there, but yeah, I'd love to go to Wrigley Field. I've not been to Wrigley Field. So, so who me, right? <laughs> What are the other what are what are your top three ballparks that you haven't been to? Uh, well, of course, I, I I put Truist Park up there as, as a good one. Uh, I've been to Yankee. I've been to Old Yankee Stadium. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, they were building New Yankee Stadium when I went to Old Yankee Stadium. Uh, great atmosphere downtown, by the way. Uh, also, too, if you really want to know, we were on the subway, and I don't know if you've ever ridden the subway before, uh, but there was one point where in the subway they said don't get off at certain stops. And I was thinking, okay, great. And when, yeah, yeah, I definitely made sure we didn't get off at those certain stops, but <laughs> you know, you go to the Bronx, it was great. We ate it at a little uh, sandwich shop down there. They actually let you, by the way, they let you take it into the game. Okay. Mm. Shocker. They let you take it into the game. So, uh, old Yankee stadium, I would put up there just because of the historic, uh, part of it. Uh, been out to Anaheim. I've been to, to, you know, see the angels play. Uh, that's a great stadium. Uh, Texas, been to Arlington, uh, the, the new stadium, by the way, 
mm-hmm. uh, Milwaukee, uh, been to all the stadiums they've had in St. Louis. Um, you know, probably on my lower end of it would be Tropicana Field. That's terrible in Tampa. Um, <laughs> and I think that's about I think that's about it where I've been. I really would like to go traveling to uh, baseball stadiums. I think that would be fun. So we talked about, um, uh, you know, like going to Cincinnati because Cincinnati's not, you know, about six hours from where I live mm-hmm. uh, and going to see the Reds and the Braves when they're there uh, in a couple of weeks. But uh, we haven't, we haven't thought of, we haven't planned that out yet, but we just planned the Milwaukee trip out the week, like two or three days before we left. So uh, that, that, that was fun. Milwaukee was fun. Uh, I thought that was a great stadium. Only stadium that I know of, and they may do this elsewhere, where they tailgated before the game. Okay. They tailgated. And That's it was awesome. great. Yeah. I mean, they had this parking lot set up for people to tailgate. And all they asked was when the game started, clear out. And when we left, everybody was cleared out. Mm-hmm. But it was great. Yeah, it was great. They were great. tailgating at the Gwinnett game when we went. We were like, wait, what is this? Yeah. Yeah. We used to tailgate when um, when we went to Bristol for the race at Bristol. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was fun because you have to get there super early to get a oh, like a parking spot anywhere, you know, within three miles of the track. <laughs> uh, and I mean that, you um, uh, know. But, uh, but yeah, we tailgated there. I've, I've never been to a baseball game where they tailgated. I know they don't at Truist, Truist Park. I can tell you that much. All you got to do is go to the battery. Right. Um, they don't there, but, but they did in Milwaukee. And, boy, they looked like they were having a lot of fun, too. Well, my top three are Wrigley, Fenway, and Truist. Because I know I'm only 45 minutes from Truist, but I've never driven down there. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I would love to. Boston is one I'd like to go to. Um, because I, again, it's a lot of history there at, at Fenway and, and, uh, Wrigley's what I'd like to go to. And sadly enough, I'm only six, like six hours from, from Wrigley. But you know what, to be honest with you, if you go to Wrigley field, um, Wrigley field's on the North side. Uh, and, um, so you got the White Sox who are on the South side and mm-hmm. you drive right by Chicago, the White Sox stadium on your way to Wrigley. So, I mean, you can hit both of them. Uh, you can hit, uh, you know, the White Sox and then you can go hit, uh, the, uh, the Wrigley Field. So, you know, hit them all in the same same time. So uh, that you're, would be fun to do. You're basically six hours from the the Cubs, the Brewers, the Braves. Yeah. And the Reds. The Reds. Yeah. Right yeah. All the middle I, of everybody. I know. And that's, it's not bad. It's, it's great. But then again, I got to have all the money to do it too. So, um, <laughs> and, and I have to put two kids through college. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's well, sad. <laughs> well, man. Uh, that's about all I had for this. I had to get a little great yeah. topic at the end of the, to- the show. Um, sure. You got anything else to add? No, I'm good. Uh, let's go Braves afternoon games. Yes, sir. Uh, afternoon baseball. Can't beat it at Wrigley. Um, that's right. Thank you guys for listening to the show. We really appreciate it. Um, like, subscribe, follow on Apple Podcasts and the Twitter feed. You can find us on Twitter at Ethos Braves. You can find me on Twitter at the Blind Donkey Runner, and as and, old school as he is, you can find Jeremy yeah. Bell. Yeah, you can find me on the old Facebook. I'm still there. That's right, John. Thanks, man. Have a good weekend. Thanks, man. You too. I'll, I'll, we'll talk to you next week. Go Braves. All right. Go Braves.